right. Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we are going to talk to Ty Nash of the Winnipeg Ice as they have themselves quite the series this week, back-to-back against Red Deer. The Ice are 15-1. and The Rebels are 15-0. and Should be a great series. And then we'll also hear Kelly Moore talking to Adam Lowry one-on-one about a variety of topics ahead of their meeting with the Stars Tuesday night. That's coming up on the podcast. We turn our attention now to junior hockey as the Winnipeg Ice are off to an amazing start to the season. 15-1 and one through 16 games. Not too shabby. And their first 13 were on the road. Now in the midst of a 10-game homestand. And the biggest test of the year so far comes tomorrow night. Because if you think 15-1 and one is impressive, what about 15-0? and 0? That's the Red Deer Rebels who visit Wayne Fleming Arena tomorrow and Wednesday in a double dip between two of the best junior teams in Canada. To help preview the action, I caught up with Ty Nash, ice forward, who began the season with the Lethbridge Hurricanes. He was traded to the ice after just one game, and he's been great so far. Six goals, seven assists, and 15 contests. Now, if that name sounds familiar, it's because, yes, he is the son of former NHLer Tyson Nash. And I started by asking Ty about his reaction back at the start of the season when he found out he was being dealt to Winnipeg. Um, Yeah, it was definitely a bit of a shock. Uh, You know, I just got named a letter there. Uh, assistant captain so it's a bit of a shock for me but you know when I heard the team uh, where I'm going you know I was pretty pumped to hear here I was going to a winning organization and uh, you know lots of skilled players to play with so I was uh, a little bit shocked at first but you know when it all kind of came over me and you know I was really excited to you know be a part of the Winnipeg guys so well especially you know one game into the season it's, it's an odd time to get moved isn't it you know I wasn't thinking that at all but, uh, you know, we lost 9-1, obviously. You know, you got to make some changes after that. So uh, I think they they did what they had to do, I guess. And uh, so, yeah, but, you know, be able to be moved here and, you know, have a team at, of this, you know, quality want me is, uh, you know, pretty exciting. And, um, yeah, no, I've, I've loved it here so far. So 13 points in 15 games, not too shabby. Well, how would you describe your first 15 with the ice? Yeah, I think it's been great. You know, uh, first couple games, kind of getting used to the systems and getting used to what our forecheck is and, you know, getting chemistry with some of the guys. So I think, uh, you know, since being back from that road trip in the last couple games of the road trip, I think I really started to find it with uh, Benson and Geeky. So, you know, these uh, last games at home have been great for, for me. And as a team, I think we've played, you know, some of the games up to the level we expect. But, you know, um, it be really, really important for these next two games coming up that, you know, I produce and, and help the team win. So, How does it help that you're playing with someone like Connor Geeky, someone with that kind of pedigree on your line? Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely helps you out a lot. You know, he's a, he's a guy who can use his, use his body, use his size to, you know, get you pucks. And, um, yeah, I mean, he can obviously shoot the puck pretty well. So, uh, you know, just being able to give in the puck and, you know, expecting him to score on mostly every shot is it's definitely a confidence booster for our line. And I think, it's, uh, you know, he's a huge part of our line success, obviously. And, uh, you know, his, his size is definitely something that helps us a lot, getting pucks back and, you know, getting out of the D zone. So I think it's kind of been a big part of our success over these last couple of games. So tomorrow night you're taking on Red Deer Wednesday night as well here in Winnipeg, part of a, a long homestand for your team after a long time on the road. Have you ever been part of a, a regular season game between two teams that have had this much early success? No, I never have. Uh, you know, I've 
played against Red Deer in the past, and they've always been a, a good, hardworking team. And you know, it was it was a uh, it was about time they found the success. Obviously, they had a good run last year, but you know, they're they're a team that works hard and you know is physical and you know does all the small things right. So, I think um, you know it it kind of shows why they've been successful so far this season, and I think it kind of shows why you know we've been successful this, for the start of the season is just doing the small things right. You know, blocking shots and getting pucks deep and all that. So I think they do a lot of those things great, but I think uh, we do them a little bit better. So so you're expecting victories then? Uh, I wouldn't say expecting it, but definitely going to, definitely going to work for it. I think, uh, I think we know what kind of team we got in that locker room and, you know, I wouldn't say expecting victory. You always got to come out and, and work hard and nothing's ever given, but I think if we play the right way and we play how we should, uh, I think we should win. So where do you feel like your team is strongest? Um, honestly, not really in one particular place. I mean, we have a great, great forward group and obviously, you know, great D you can't complain about that. So, and I mean, um, uh, Howie and Cal, they've been, they've been great for us. So, I mean, I think, uh, just being able to score goals, I think has been our, our biggest upside is, you know, we get 30, 35 shots a night, but when you have four or five goals, it's hard to lose like that. So, I think uh, just our goal scoring ability has, has really helped us in these uh, first 15 games or 16 games. So I think if you're able to put five or four four goals in the net every game, I think you're going to win most of those. So I think, um, I mean, our like I said, all around, our team's great. We've got good goalies, good D, and good forwards. So I think what really stands out is our goal scoring ability and, you know, uh, finishing on our chances. So. And in the scouting that's been done for the the Rebels coming in this next couple of days, what do you feel like is their strongest attribute? Or are they like you, very well-rounded? They do just about everything well. Um, I think their defense are uh, definitely their strong point. You know, um, but, but also, again, you know, to, to have that early success and be that good at the start of the year, I think you need everyone to contribute. So I think, um, I think they're all, like, well-rounded. They're, uh, they're good all the way around. So, yeah. Um, I think they just they kind of do everything right. Like they're a very low mistake team, so I think when we do get the chances to you know capitalize on the mistakes, we we should. So, so looking at uh, your story now, uh, growing up in Arizona, you read Austin Matthews' story, and the Coyotes were a big part of it because a lot of people in Canada make fun of the Coyotes because their attendance is generally low. Were the Coyotes a big part of why you decided to play hockey? Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, I think my dad kind of got it, got me into it at an early age. And, uh, you know, just being able to go to games and, and uh, watch those guys play, you know, I, they had that good run in 2012. And I think that kind of really uh, jump-started my, my love for hockey, you know, seeing them in the playoffs and, and you know, how heartbreaking of a defeat that was for me as a kid. And, and I wasn't even on the team. So, you know, it kind of, that's kind of where I started to find my love for, for hockey was, you know, watching them and, you know, hearing all the great stories about my dad and, when he played. So I think that's really kind of been, uh, you know, something that's kept me going and, uh, and you know, why my love for the game is so high. So was there an expectation that because your dad played in the NHL, you had to play hockey or was it your choice? Uh, it was my choice. Yeah. I mean, obviously they, they threw the skates on me and, and, you know, I'd, I'd skate around, but I've, I've always loved it. So, you know, it, it kind of started with them putting me in it. And I mean, obviously, I was I was little. I didn't really know what was going on. So, but I just you know loved loved to skate around on the open ice, and you know it was it was a lot of fun for me. So, you know, I think 
at the start, it was maybe their, their choice, but I think, uh, it was probably the best choice they've ever made. So can't complain. Any other sports you played growing up or was it always hockey? Uh, I played a lot of soccer actually growing up soccer. And then I got into football and, you know, a little bit of baseball. So I kind of played everything. Uh, and then once I turned, uh, I think it was 13. I kind of put everything aside for hockey and started to focus on one thing. So I think, uh, you know, playing multiple sports though has kind of taught me, taught me some things about, you know, even hockey or, or life, you know? So, um, I think, uh, you know, playing soccer and those other sports kind of turned me into the athlete I am today, you know, working on your speed and all that kind of stuff. So I think, uh, those sports were definitely a huge part in, and who I am. So, are you a Coyotes fan, or are you at the point now where you don't really cheer for a specific team anymore because you're you're deep into hockey now? Uh, I I was born in St. Louis, Missouri, and then I moved, so I kind of always been a fan of them. It's hard liking the Coy- like I I like the Coyotes, but you know it's hard seeing them lose a lot of the time. So, uh, I'd love to see them win a cup, obviously, but I don't think that's going to happen for a while. So. Uh, but yeah, I kind of always been a St. Louis fan over these last uh, six or seven years. So, so seeing them win the cup back in 2019 was big for you. It was huge. Yeah, no, I loved it. It was uh, it was nice to see you know that whole story about how bad they were and then how they turned it around. It, it was it was definitely a cool year for for Blues fans like myself. So, um, yeah, it was it was awesome. So, but now you're playing in a city that has a team that is the rival of the Blues. So are you going to have to be a little more partial to the Jets now? I may have to. I don't know. Kind of make sure I don't get myself beat up or something, but <laughs> maybe just keep the, the St. Louis Blues thing to myself. So I'll uh, I'll let you go on that. Appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for this, and best of luck over the next couple of days in the season itself. Yeah, thank you so much. We're going to spend the next uh, 20 minutes or so and dedicated to the Winnipeg Jets, who are taking on the Dallas Stars tomorrow night. We begin with Kelly Moore talking one-on-one with Adam Lowry. Adam, uh, let's just talk a little bit about the, the penalty kill, because I know that was a, a source of discussion at the beginning of the year, and, and I know this is the start of a new year, but boy, I, I honestly can't remember the last time you guys were in the top ten for a penalty kill. Like You've, you've placed yourself right now. I know it's early, but uh, I would think there's a little bit of pride in what you guys have been able to accomplish in the last five or six games. Yeah, I, I think there, there's some pride. Obviously, we started the year and we... You know, we were near the bottom of the league. There was there were some struggles. We gave up a couple. And I know small sample sizes and kind of the averages will work itself out. But you know, there there was areas that we, we needed to improve upon. And you know, we knew going into it, we were totally changing the structure. There there was going to be a learning curve and and things like that. And you know, I, I think over the last you know couple of weeks, we've we've really seen it grow. We, we've generated some chances and. I think we've really limited the chances we've given up. I think that's been one of the, you know, kind of the biggest things. Uh, I, I don't know if the numbers support that, but, you know, I, I think the the amount of chances and the volume we gave up from this year compared to what we had been giving up in the past is is down. Um, that, that's just a feel. I, 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 I don't know that definitively, but, you know, I, I think kind of we're doing a good job reading off each other so far. And, uh, you know, I think it's only going to get better as – as guys kind of get more comfortable, the reads, you know, become second nature. And there's going to be rough patches, you know, there there always is throughout the year. But it's it's about kind of 
making those as short as possible and you know hopefully we can continue uh, you know using our special teams as a thing to our advantage. I'm an all-eyeball test kind of guy, so analytics I just have never been able to figure out. But the, the two things that really stand out to me from the eyeball test perspective, Adam, is I know last year it seemed like you'd get through a minute 45, a minute 50, and then a goal to get scored against you in the last 10 seconds of a kill. Uh, and there'd be multiple chances to get the puck out, and for whatever reason you weren't able to do it. To me, it, it just seems like you're you're getting more clear, so therefore you're not in that position where you know, that team has that chance to score you on you at the tail end of a power play. Are you guys feeling that as players as well? Um, yeah, I, I know what you're saying with the, the goal in the last kind of little bit of a so penalty kill. Yeah, you know, I'd call them a bit of backbreakers. You know, yeah. you you feel like you're there. You're almost over the finish line, and you know they they get one by in. Um, like you said, it's deflating. But you know, I I don't know if it's necessarily based on the clears or you know stylistically. I think it's just you know the way the way we're killing now. I think you know we're using more guys. We're getting on and off the ice, and you know a little fresher. You're able to put a little more pressure. It it might look like at times where. We're a little more stagnant. I think it's you know more shooting lane based and you know trying to make them force plays into us so that you know we can create the turnovers. But uh, you know I think at the start you know we've done a pretty good job of kind of limiting those chances. And when we've had the puck on our stick this year, you know getting it down and you know making sure we're able to get fresh bodies on the ice. You know, the, and, and the other thing that really stands out too, Adam, is you guys uh, are right up there uh, in terms of average hits per game, but not at the expense of having to make repeated trips to the penalty box because you're among the, I think, the, the second or third lowest in, in yeah, time on ice, shorthanded. So, you know, again, is, is this all just part and parcel with turning over a new page or is it something you're doing differently as a team because it's the same cast of characters? Uh, you know, I, I think some of it is checking with our feet. I think we're, we're doing a good job where we're staying on the right side of pucks so that, you know, you're know you not having to be forced into some of those hooks, some of those holds where a guy jumps by you and now it's desperation. So I, I think certainly that, that has a part to play in it. Um, you know, anytime you're, you're not giving up odd man rushes or you're, you're not fighting to get back in and get back on the right side or, or spending an extended uh, time in your zone, you you're less likely to be taking those penalties. I think that's kind of where we've been able to cut down on that number. You know, I don't think you know we're playing any less physical, like you said. We've had lots of hits, and and you know, I think it's smart physicality. It's we've tried to be become a forechecking team, a team that puts the puck in, creates turnovers, creates havoc on the forecheck, and you know, like I said, if you can use your feet and you can get there, you're not hooking, you're not holding to get that body position. And I, I think that makes a difference. It's uh, you know, chances are if the D-man's rimming the puck, you're not hooking the guy because he, he doesn't have it cleanly on his stick and, and things like that. So yeah, I, I think it's you know, these a lot of small things that are adding up to you know us not taking as many penalties so far this year. Final one for you, uh, and then and I don't know how much you even pay attention to stats, but this one I think is really noteworthy in that there is not another team in the NHL giving up fewer goals in the third period than you guys are, and that counts the two empty netters that you had <laughs> earlier in the year uh, against Toronto and, and Vegas. Uh, so, you know, in, in terms of that, Adam, is that is that part? Uh, part and parcel rather with the, the system that you're playing that uh, or is there just a little bit more patience on this hockey club uh, you know and, and force the other guys to make the mistakes uh, at critical times in the game uh, you know I think there's a couple things that go into it uh, 
obviously our starts of the you know the first several games we we were pretty bad you seem to have that very uh we we were slow out of the gates and you know i I think we'd find our games and you'd kind of see when we not wanted to play but when we got to the style we wanted to play you know how how much more effective we were you know the reads were better less chances and you know, I, I think some of that too is you, you get leads on teams; they, they start chasing. But you know, if you're able to smother them, you know, with your forecheck, staying above them, and you know, it makes it really hard to create offense. I think you look back at the third period in Arizona game. You, you look at the third period against the Canadians. Um, third period last game, and the chances we gave up, uh, even in Vegas. Um, you know, I you know we were pretty abysmal the first two periods, but. Coming back in the third period, it was a much better effort. I, you know, I don't think you can get away with playing five minutes or six minutes of hockey. But um, and then the other games, I think it's you know, as you forecheck teams, you kind of wear them down, and you know, you might not notice the difference in the first or second period, but it adds up. Uh, the D man might be making the the plays a little quicker. They they might be getting rid of the puck, and, you know, not as clean, and you know, it forces your breakouts to be a little slower. And, like I said, it leads to less odd man rushes against, and you know I think that's a big place where you create a lot of offenses off the rush, and then you know extended zone time. And if you're not allowing them to break out of their zone cleanly, it you know it bodes well for your chances. And also, Helly's been great. The little tag there. Oh, and Helly's been great. That's kind of the ultimate, isn't it? Hellebuck. That's the number one story. Is that Connor Hellebuck has been awesome this season? The Jets are third right now in goals saved above expected in the National Hockey League, and in, just in terms of traditional stats, Hellebuck this year is 6-2-1 with a 209 goals against average and a 936 save percentage. His career high is 922 back in the pandemic-shortened season. Sorry, 924 in 2017-18. The year that he went 44-11-9 with a 236. 236 is his lowest. Uh, after his initial season, but him being at this level, if he can sustain not nine thirty six because that's probably unsustainable, but nine twenty, boy. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from six thirty to nine p.m. Of course. That is when the Jets are not playing, because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell, until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you over the day. You may not share our intellect, which might explain your